Do you want more? More time, more balance, more love, more sex, more money, more real, and less bullshit? This is the Women Wanting More podcast with Dr. Karen Osborne. Real life, real stories, plus real tips to get you more of what you want. So, I had an interesting situation a day and a half ago. I got punched in the face literally three times with the last one flooding up my nose. Now, here's the irony in all this. I had a podcast episode that came out uh, very recently that said something about punching you in the face. (laughs) It was metaphorically speaking, but yeah, I actually got punched in the face. And... uh, so let me paint the picture of, of what happened from this and, and really like what I learned from this experience. Because here's, here's the end piece of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the story like this. You know how there's been movies where you see like the end, the end, and then they kind of go back and they start from the beginning. So we're going to do this. So I'm punched once, punched twice, punched a third time. I can start to feel liquid coming out of my nose until I realize that it's blood. And the guy I'm sparring, I, I throw off my gloves. I say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I don't know how many times, at least three, four, five. I storm out of the ring. I go over to my gym, which is a small gym, and uh, grab some Kleenex, stop the bleeding, felt uh, humiliated, embarrassed, defeated, fucking rage. My coach comes over to speak to me. Well, I guess we won't have you fight with guys again. It's okay, Karen. I said, no, that's not it. The guy I fucking used, he, he just kept going when he should have stopped. And then I left the gym feeling broken, broken, broken. So, how did I get to that spot? And if you've been following this podcast for a while, you're like, what the fuck, Karen? Like, you talk about boxing all the time and how you love it. And yeah, that's true. And I do. And it was this experience of, this is going to sound overly dramatic. This is what it really felt like. It felt was like it was like a breakup. Like, the big piece of who I identify myself as, which is a fighter, now physically, like as a boxer, but definitely also the metaphorically speaking, very much still, still that way. But it felt like all this shit was crumbling apart. And the thoughts I had as I'm driving home, kind of licking my wounds, was like, what the fuck am I doing this for? And literally when I got home, I called my husband, Ed. He's like, what? Because I'm like crying as I'm saying his name as I walk in the door. And the kid's like, mommy, you okay? And it's like, it's all right, buddy. Got to talk to daddy. I'm sitting on the bathroom floor and I'm saying these things. I'm a loser. I'm a fucking idiot. What the fuck am I thinking doing this? So, how did I get to that space? And why am I sharing this story? What's the point of all this? So let me first give you the lead up to this. So, I was not supposed to be sparring Friday night at all. My husband was supposed to be in Laguna Beach, coach assisting a warrior week. He's in the certified uh, warrior trainer program, and he was supposed to be there. Saturday night, he was really quite sick. My husband has Crohn's disease, and so, you know, 
I mean, he has, I don't even call them flare-ups. Like, he feels pain every day. There's just varying degrees of that. And he didn't really share with me Saturday because it just happens sometimes. And he didn't feel well. And then Sunday night, he wakes me up. Or he just basically says my name. And my eyes pop open. And we're lying there and kind of like heads next to each other right in the bed. It's 1 in the morning. He's like, Karen, I'm in so much pain. This was just like when I had surgery. And he had emergency surgery a year after he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So that was in 2011, he had emergency surgery where he had the majority of his colon removed. He had a severe blockage, which he would have died if it wasn't um, that piece of his body cut out. And uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm scared. He's like, I'm supposed to be getting up an hour because he had a really early morning flight, like I want to say 535, which means he has to get to the airport two hours early. It's an international flight to the U.S., He's got the drive to go through and, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? We always allow a little bit of extra time to make sure we're never stressed, that there's traffic. And so, and he's got to get that flight. So he's like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm afraid. I don't feel like I really feel fucking sick. And, um, as he's kind of sharing more and I said, what does the voice tell you to do? He's like, it tells me not to go. And I've been feeling this for a couple of weeks and I was procrastinating stuff. It's interesting because this whole part of the voice is going to tie into what I'm sharing with you right now. So as soon as he said to me, when I asked the question, what does the voice say? He goes, it says not to go. And I said, well, then, then you don't go. Like it's that black and white. So we still kind of stay up and talk for a little bit of time. And so he was supposed to be, so he didn't end up going. And he really invested this week working on himself and having time for himself and, and um, really being in the process of like, taking this much more seriously than he ever has in the past which might sound a little funny but you know Ed has done that and said oh but you know I gotta work I need like I not that I want to work but I need to work like my clients depend on me like all this kind of stuff right and um so it was like well you're being given a gift this week so he stayed home so Friday night is when I normally spar when leading up to this tournament I have as I record this it is 27 days out from that four weeks and uh, I couldn't get a sitter. There's a nanny shortage with our nanny service right now. And I was like, no sitters. So typically, if one of us is away for a period of time, we'll get a, a, a sitter for like a night or two just to give us a little bit of a break and uh, help out. And, you know, you don't have the other person to rely on, right, when the one's away. And so I couldn't get any, any bookings for any of the days that week. I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing this solo. But I wasn't supposed to be at sparring because it would have been a Friday night and Ed wasn't home until Saturday. Okay? Point number one. Point number two, I had a feeling that day I went to, so I trained that week as I normally do Monday. So privates with my coach Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Thursday night class. It's a group class. And I sparred with a girl that hasn't, she's kind of getting back into training again. Um, and so, you know, my skills are above her, but like I did really well. Like it was Rob said to me, he's like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Like this is the best you've ever sparred. You were, you were really good. And I mean, that felt, it felt amazing. The experience, I would just honor her for sparring with me. We really like gelled well together. You know, it's this funny thing to say you gel while you're sparring, you're fighting someone, right? But there's an honoring thing. And sometimes it's there, and sometimes it's not. And it definitely was with this, with this young girl. She was, she was incredible. And then we did pads afterwards and like, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was just, I was on a high. So that was the day before this whole thing happened. The next day, train with Robin Friday, normal 9 a.m. class and sparring was for six, okay? My son Tyson this entire week has been a shit show. He has had one to two tantrums a day. 
I've never known him to be like this. Like, we've never had a week like this or had Tyson like this. We could go into all the reasons why, but, you know, it's irrelevant for the point of the story. But needless to say, I was just emotionally fried from all of this. Like, just done. Takes a lot of fucking energy to be that patient. Takes a lot of energy to stay calm in the chaos. And, uh, and you know, by Friday, I was pretty fucking spent. Really fucking spent. So I was feeling kind of off that whole day. Felt couldn't train that, that, that day, but it's, it's one-on-one is really different than like in a group class, right? Or sparring, that kind of thing. Although Rob and I spar too, but it's, it's different. The energy of the, the Friday night class, the sparring is like, it's very, it's mostly guys. They're pretty much all in their twenties, very testosterone, very aggressive, very alpha, you know, um, the gym isn't always that feel, but it, I, you know, it has that feel quite a bit of the time. It's what is it's, it's, it's a gym fighters. Like this is just the way it is. Right. But I had this really funny feeling the whole day. And so Tyson had a play date on Friday after school. The His friend's mom picked him up. They brought him to their house. I was picking up at five. The sparring class was at six. I'm like, come get Tyson at five. And he doesn't want to go. And so, yeah, I'm making a lot. I'm like, come on, buddy. We're going to go home. Maybe we'll get some sushi on the way home. And the mommy's going to boxing. And he was just, then he just flipped. He just flipped like a switch. Throwing his boots around. This is in someone else's house. Throwing his boots I hate you, mommy. Like, just right over the top rage. I kind of call him Jekyll and Hyde sometimes. I'm just like, where did this even come from? Like, didn't even see it coming. Like, what the hell? You just don't know sometimes when Tyson is like this, how he's going to show up. So it was that. And couldn't even really get him in the car. And then getting angry at him. And then, like, again, it was just... So I'm later getting home. And texts me on the way home saying, hey, I picked up Kai. He's saying his ear hurts. He's feeling really sick. And I'm like, okay. I got a sick little dude. When your kids are really little, he's four. Like when they're sick, you just kind of snuggle with them. It's actually kind of nice when they're like that. Like, you know, just snuggle me, watch a movie and he's hurting and he's, he's going to need money, you know? And I'm just like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you know what? I can't, I can't spar. I'm not gonna be able to go. Like, it's okay. Something's feeling off with me right now. And I don't know what it is. And then we got home. It's 535. And I need to be leaving in like five minutes. And it's like, no, no, like, cause I'm like, I'm not going. He's like, no, no, Kai's feeling better now, actually. Once we got going, he's like, I think he made his neck hurt or something. He's like, he says it feels better. And it's like, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, okay. He's like, no, you should go. You should go. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. But yet I'm still having this nagging feeling, which is, which is, which is don't go, which is the voice is telling me, but I ignore it. And I brush it off to nerves because it's not easy to, to, to spar. It's nerve-wracking a lot of times, right? It's scary. It's like, I gotta keep my shit together. I gotta figure stuff out. I gotta, so, so I ignore it and I go. I show up to the gym. It feels, it feels really weird. I don't know how to describe it outside of the energy felt really strange. A couple guys showed up that Rob knew and they're talking. I know that kind of, I know something like added to the strangeness of that. Again, nothing that makes any kind of logical sense. It was just like things were off. I could feel it energetically so it was really funky in there I then start uh warming up I'm doing pads with this other girl Emily who I sparred with once or twice before and same thing it felt really off with her like we were both kind of like extra aggressive with each other like it just things felt off and I I I kind of went a little harder on her like I I kind of dominated that a little bit and then we went a few rounds sparring her and I and Rob said hey I'm gonna put you in the ring with this guy and I haven't sparred with him before. And I've seen him maybe once or twice in the gym. But, you know, didn't think any, anything of it. And I'm thinking, like, oh, good. I'm doing, like, better. 
he's going spar with this guy. I'm like, great. So I jumped in the ring. I look at the guy and I say hi. And he barely says a word to me. And again, same thing. Something felt off. I ignored it. We got in the ring. And lo and behold, I got punched a bunch of times. Now, and I'm mad. The first time that happened, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, dude, go half that. And everyone around me is saying, Karen, you're hitting harder than him. I'm like, I am? It didn't feel like it. They're like, you're dropping your right. You're dropping your right. So you, you hit your hands need to be, your fists need to be up like by your chin, right? It's a way you're protecting yourself. So you don't ever drop. So I'd be throwing a left, a jab, and I was like dropping right hand, like a rookie move, man. Like I've been training for 18 months. It's like the last couple of weeks I've been doing some funky things and and that being one of them. And they're like, Karen, you're dropping your right. So in other words, I go to throw a jab and then he comes right across with a jab or a cross and it's like right on the right side of my face. So I get the first hit. I'm a little frazzed. I get the second one. It, I didn't realize it delayed, but it popped my contact out. And I'm like, I'm going to have a black eye. I didn't, but it felt like it. And the second time he hit me, I'm like, I'm like, clearly said to him in the ring, he's a crossman. I go, you motherfucker. And then I, I just switched to rage. I was fucking pissed. Because it felt like he was coming down on me and I clearly couldn't defend myself. And he just kept going. Now, sparring, you know, sparring, you're supposed to go, you know, about 80% of your full capacity. It's not to get hurt. It's, it's to learn from each other, right? It's to practice. It's to, it's to get better. It's all those things, right? Your weaknesses get exposed, all of that. And mine truly did that day, that night. And then when he hit me the third time on the nose and I could start to feel that it's bleeding, that's, that's when I get to the beginning that I told, which is the end of the story, which is, but not the end of the story, which is the, I'm done. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Throw off my gloves. Hop out of the ring. Yeah. Not fun, sister. Not fun. So, yeah, I drove home. Talked to Ed. Talked through it. Cried a lot. Literally was sitting there thinking, because I kept saying to him, like, but I fucking love this so much. Like, I literally felt like I'm not ever going back there. I'm done. Like, what the fuck am I doing this for? 48 and a half year old woman, two children, a husband, business and movement. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Messing around this gym, sparring for a tournament when I'm going to be fighting kids in their 20s and I'm like more than double their age at a different point in their life, right? What am I doing this for? And so, yeah, and the words came out, I'm an idiot, I'm a loser, my husband, amazing, just stood there and listened. Didn't say anything back. He just listened. It was exactly what I needed. And then I reflected on that. I reflected on it. I put up a Facebook post the next day, which I'll reference here in the show notes about it. Because I could choose to stay in that place, sister, of like, I'm a loser. I'm an idiot. What the fuck am I thinking, Right. The easy place to go to. I quit. I'm out. I'm not doing this. This is crazy. And I could still do that. And that might be something that I want. But when I got really honest with myself, it's not what I want. I want to stay in the game. My coach Rob was texting me a couple times at night. He's like, look, at I, like, I talked to the guy and just he doesn't really quite understand like control yet. You've heard, you've heard the term of like hold your punches. Like a lot of these things, they, literally it's a boxing term. So if, if you're able to hold your, hold your, like, oh, sorry, sorry. Wait, hold your punches? P- 
pull your punches, what it basically means is that you know control, right? So you know not to go over the top. You know to maybe go a little bit harder with somebody, but you don't fucking like destroy them. You know when to hold things back because I talked to him about it and I'm like, thank you. And he's like, listen, he's like, don't let this deter you. Don't let this, don't let this, um, yeah, I can't read exactly what is the text message, but that was basically it. Like, don't let this get you down. Like, this is just a blip. It's okay. Now, I feel more embarrassed and more of the stories that I'm creating is like, how am I going to be judged when I walk back in that gym for either the sparring class or like one of the group classes? Like, you know, I mean, I don't give a fuck if I never saw people again, but I'm kind of part of this community now. Like, that's kind of the way it works. I need to spar with different people so that I can get better and they can get better, right? And so, you know, the thing that stung a lot for me too is just like literally nobody was looking at me. Now, my energy, my vibe, I know was very intense at that time. So I think there's a piece of them too were just like, fucking don't go, you know, that crazy bitch, man. Do not. We just saw what she did there. Like, don't fucking... Don't fucking poke the crazy bitch right now. Like, just stay the fuck away. And I think it was coming more from that. But there are two big things that I reflect on it later that I learned. Number one, listen to the motherfucking voice. You've heard me preach this, teach this, live this. And I do. And I ignored it. So understand that you will be tested on a regular basis with situations in life where you'll go, why did I do that? I knew that. I know this shit. I knew it too. And it'll happen to you too, sister. It'll happen to you too. So that was number one. Always listen to the voice. Always. I could have at any point tapped out of that situation. I did not. It was my choice. And I, did, I didn't choose that. So number one. Number two. Don't let ego take over. Now, there's a difference between ego and confidence. And I've felt more confident in the gym, more confident in my sparring, more confident in my skills. You know, just time and fucking all the hours of training in there and how much this means to me. But I can feel at times in the group classes, I've gone a little bit to the point of like cocky. I know it. And I know it's a little bit of the whole kind of fighter thing. Like, fuck you, I'm going to beat you, like that kind of thing. But I know I've taken it too far. And I know this was a fucking slap down from the universe of like, listen, you got to keep that shit in check. Because if you don't keep that shit in check, you're going to be sloppy. You're going to forget things. When you choose to not come from a place of being humble, humble and having humility doesn't mean that you don't say I'm amazing or you take compliments. Like a lot of humility is taught like you just, you don't you don't talk about yourself. You don't do those things. There's some religions that really poo-poo that whole thing. And humility basically means that you basically say, oh, it's not me. Like, you know, like you deflect all that stuff. No, stand in your fucking greatness. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a difference when ego, cockiness, bravado begins to take over. And I know I went to that place. I know it. So here's my more tip for you today, sister. Where are you getting punched in the face right now with a fucking message that you are not hearing, that you are ignoring What is a message that keeps getting repeated to you? You don't literally get punched in the face like I did, but you keep getting the message. You keep getting the experience. You keep getting the relationship. You keep getting that thing over and over and over and over again because you're just not getting it. You're not hearing it. So where is that? And 
Here's the second piece of this and journal both of these. What do you need to do to start fucking taking action to actually listen? What's one action you can take in the next 24 hours to begin to listen to the messages that you are being delivered? The messages, by the way, which are a gift for you that you are choosing to ignore. So where is that and what can you do? What's the action that you need to now take? So three things I want you to do today, sister. Number one, make sure that you subscribe to the newsletter. There are so many of you that are not not on the newsletter and you are missing out. I am dropping a new course on how to journal formula very, very soon. My live event is coming up in a couple of weeks. There's still some spots remaining. It was just called The Evolution. So head over to drkarenosbrun.com and make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. I'm going to also send you my more for action guide with video training uh, and really teaches you how to start your day in power. Like this is amazing. You'll get this for free when you opt in the newsletter. So that's number one. Number two, head over to drkarenosbrun.com slash the evolution. You're going to watch my why behind the evolution of these live events. You're going to watch the stories of Christina and Amber and Carrie and Melissa and who am I missing? Rachel, you're going to also see interviews of them almost three months when they came to the last live event, which was in November of 2017. So that's over at drkarenosbrun.com slash the evolution and a chance to apply for one of the few remaining seats because it is by application. Some of you have been hearing this message or something in your heart that says to do this. Fucking jump. Click on the link in the show notes or go to drkarenosbrun.com slash the evolution and begin your process to that application. And number three, please make sure to leave a review in iTunes. Listen, this is a way for other women to discover the podcast, right? To really understand how to create a life of more for themselves too. And I really want your help with that, sister. So iTunes, leave a review. Five-star review. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna drown out the hater reviews with a whole lot of love. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate that, sister. So I'll talk to you in the next episode, A Life of More. It's just one step away from you doing the fucking work every single day. I love and appreciate you. To get the show notes of each Women Wanting More episode, including the how to get more tip, subscribe to the newsletter at drkarenosburn.com slash newsletter.